You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's message is an audio conversation entitled, Justified by Faith and the Fruit of the Spirit. This is part three of four. The article lists three things of what it means to walk in Him. You must have the mind of God continually. What does that mean? What does it mean to have the mind of God? Anyone want to answer? I, I hate to always be the one talking, but I um, I believe God looks at the big picture, and I, get, I think God looks at eternity. And holiness and righteousness uh he has the fruit of the spirit he's the source of the fruit of the spirit and when we when we have the mind of god we think like him we put all of our burdens and all of our problems in his lap we don't carry them of ourselves amen yeah if we have the mind of god we're going to want to please him in everything, and we're going to love what he loves and hate what he hates. And that's why it goes along with the, the fruit of the Spirit and the works. If somebody says they're a Christian and they hate their brother, John says, you're a liar. If you say you love God and you love what God says he hates, how can we be following him? How can we have the mind of God when we act and believe contrary to what God does? So the more time we spend with him, the more we think about him and pray and learn his word, the more we're going to have his mind. And it's a lifelong process. Someone who has the mind of God is not concerned about buying houses and and uh, properties and, and livestock and whatever. You know, they, they have... The mind of God is to, um, to be uh, content with what God gives us and realize that I mean, even when we bow our heads before a meal, and I think about this often, as this meal sets before me, it is strictly a gift from God. And to just jump in and eat it and never think of giving God the praise and the glory for it uh, would, would be very selfish. And yet so many people who would even call themselves Christians would would sit down and eat and jump in their um, transportation and, and go wherever and, and think, you know, I paid for this. I worked hard for this. This is mine. No, it's not ours. It all belongs to the Lord. It is a gift from God. Joe, I would like to say something on that. Uh, there's, you said that people that have the mind of God don't think of houses and that kind of stuff and very good point. I just had somebody talk about that that said that he believes if you have anything like that, you can't belong to God. He thinks you shouldn't own anything because if you do, you're taking advantage. So what, what, what do you, I mean, not that I think that way, but I just thought I would put that out there because there are people that, that believe that you, 
got to humble yourself and can't own anything or can't say that you own anything because it's all God, so you shouldn't pay on a house because you're trying to say it's yours. But that, I mean, you could even go another step further and say, well, you shouldn't pay for your food, you shouldn't pay for your clothes, you shouldn't pay for anything in life then. Yeah. I guess, you know, that would be an extreme day, but I... I um, uh, I I think God has, he, you know, he wants us to work. There were people that came to the vineyard and they put their time in and they were paid. And God talks about the talents, you know, if you go out and you, you um, you know, the one went and uh, was given 10 and he came back with 10 more, I think, and then the other one, five, came back with five more. The other one didn't do anything with his. He buried it and God took that away and gave it to the one that uh, came back with 10, I believe. It's been a while since I read that. But I I believe that's talking about investing over um, money wisely. And time. The thing that stands out to me is that a lot of people think that the Bible says that a rich person cannot get into heaven, but it says that it is hard for them to to get into heaven and it just seems to me um, God gives each of us different gifts and um, the key to it all is using it to his honor and glory and and I have noticed where people that have that gift not using it to their full potential um, something that kind of plays into that is the tithing issue um, these are kind of my thoughts, I guess, but tithing on a regular 10% or something like that, you know, saying that I am giving 10% to God, um, somehow doesn't seem to me to be New Testament Christianity, I guess, because mm-hmm. my aspect would be that it is all God's, and yes, he wants me to be the steward of it. He wants me to look to him how to use it and where to use it and trust in him in all those issues, I guess. Um, my thoughts on the issue. Amen. Very good. Yeah. Abraham was rich, and yet he was willing to even give a son to God if he wanted. So it's not wrong to be rich, just wrong to love the riches. Right. Amen. Like with Job to be willing to, to understand that God gives and God takes away and it's his. So we just watch them while he lets us watch them. So to walk in him, you must have the mind of God. The second thing, you must let go of every situation in your life and hand it all over to God. I heard of a an old country preacher named Vance Havner who he couldn't sleep for a while. He had ins- insomnia and he worry and then one night he read that he that keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. So he said, well, God, if you're watching it, then no reason for me to stay up. And he got over his insomnia and went to sleep. Because who of us have worried and never accomplished anything with it? We've never solved our problems with worry. That's right. Yeah, that goes to Matthew chapter 6. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And he's talking about 
you know, the birds and the lilies don't worry about from day to day whether they're going to get food or not, or and neither should we worry about clothing and, and things like that. We just, our, our uh, focus needs to be the righteousness of God. And when we focus on that, make it most important in our lives, then God has already promised he will provide for every need we have. Yeah, how many of us have forgotten to eat a meal or didn't have time, too busy to eat this week? But we all, a lot of us say we didn't have time to spend with God today. We were too busy. That comes into the the subject of faith and how often or do we really know the meaning of faith? Um, we often think that we do, you know. We might say that we have... Um, we have faith when we travel that we will get from point A to point B. But is that really faith? I don't think it is. I think it's taking it for granted. It's something we've done many times, and I think so often in life we take things for granted instead of having faith in it. And um, mm. I think there's a big difference there, and I think most of the Christians in the U.S., really have a very limited idea of what faith really is. Mm -hmm. Aaron, I I can't help but believe that that has to do with we have been so blessed. And I never, I don't recall ever in 25 years getting up and wondering where my food was going to come from that day. I mean, I, I get up, I mean, I don't even have to use faith because it's been given to me so so much all the time. And like you said, it's so easy to take it for granted. Right. But I tell you, at a time like this, when, we, when we're talking about it, it just uh, it makes me appreciate what all God has done for us all these years, kept us safe, uh, given us health, um, but what happens when when we don't have those? I mean, I, I look at um, Hebrews chapter 11 where so many of them were beheaded and even sought in half. And these were people that that sold out to God. And God didn't, didn't provide uh, all of those things. What happens in a case like that? I believe that it definitely falls back into faith. Faith that God is a perfect God and that he has a perfect plan for you, even if it's not what we think that, or the path that we might choose, you know, we still have faith, a true faith that God will lead us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah, in America, our faith is once we run out of money and don't know what else to do and doctor doesn't help anymore, then it gets so desperate that we decide to try faith. <laughs> In other countries, they start out that way. have nothing except faith. That's why it's, I like to read about guys like George Mueller and Hudson Taylor. And George Mueller ran orphanages in England in the 1800s and he would gather the children around at mealtime and they didn't have any food and he would, he would pray and thank God for the food. And while they were praying, somebody would knock at the door and say, my bread truck broke down. Can you use the bread? And he lived by faith. We don't need to. Most of us, so we don't. 
Yeah, and we can read in Scripture that when people begin to depend on themselves and their money and their their work for the things they had, God took it away from them. And I, uh, I, I mean, even when we crawl into bed at night, I always think, you know, particularly if it's in the middle of the the winter, uh, it's so wonderful to lay your head on a pillow in a soft bed in in a warm house and and realize that God has blessed us so much and we for, we just forget how rich we truly are. Does anybody remember reading the proclamation appointing a national fast day by Abraham Lincoln? This is how our leaders used to be sometimes. But in 1863, Abraham Lincoln proclaimed the National Day of Fasting. He said, It's the duty of nations as well as men to acknowledge their dependence upon the overruling power of God, to confess their sins and transgressions in humble sorrow, yet with assured hope that genuine repentance will lead to mercy and pardon. To recognize the sublime truth announced in the Holy Scriptures and proven by all history that those nations only are blessed whose God is the Lord. And then he says what we were talking about. We have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. And we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success... We have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace. Too proud to pray to the God that made us. Not bad for a president. Wow. Very powerful. You know, and sometimes sometimes it just takes one man like that to stand up and, and proclaim a fast and, and say those words that cause a whole nation to turn toward God. Yeah, that's what the prophets of Israel often did it up and reminded the people of their history that they had forgotten God. Sometimes the people repent, sometimes the prophet got killed. That's was the same. That's true. So the third, third way to walk in God, according to the article, is to spend time with God. You must also spend time with God through personal prayer and reading His eternal and life-changing word. I mean, none of us would expect to grow closer to our spouses or our children by not being with them. When you're with them is when you grow nearer to them and learn to be like them and learn more about them. And that we expect that somehow with God that He doesn't mind and we'll figure it out on our own and we don't have time for Him. But like Jesus got up a great while before it was day to be with His Father. And we're in a lot greater need to be with God than Jesus was. I mean, he was perfect. He was God. What what excuse can you think of for why we shouldn't spend time with God every day? We must. Yeah, if we want the mind of God, if we love God, if we want to be like him. We must. It's, it's not a duty. It's a. It would be something we love to do. We want to go home and get with our So we, we should want to go and spend time with God. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org 
or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.